0: Hey guys, on this episode of EdTech, we're going to be talking about the audio improvements that came about because of the COVID-19 pandemic. All this and more on EdTech.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is EdTech, Episode 95, COVID Audio.
2: Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box.
0: This is EdTech, the monthly higher ed tech podcast. I'm your host, Bill O'Donnell. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Ernie Bailey. How are you, sir? I'm doing just fine this morning. That's good. Uh, Mr. James King, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Thank you, Bill. Of course. And as always, Mr. Scott Tyner, how are you, sir?
2: I'm doing well, Bill. It's great to be here.
0: Yay. All right. So, uh, our first article comes to us, uh, by way of, uh, AV magazine. Uh, and that is in, you know, in this day and age, uh, you know, we, you know, obviously vaccination rates are going up and everything, but this is one of these lessons learned, uh, kind of bits that we've gotten from everyone is, um, the article uh, is uh, describing how remote learning sparks, cha- sparks quote-unquote chain reaction of audio upgrades. Um, you know, if you go through the article, it's one of those, yeah, yeah like kind of everyone saw this coming because, uh, you know, as soon as COVID hit, uh, the number one thing, you know, just about every administrator said was, how do we make our rooms uh, more interactive? How do we make them, uh, you know, Zoom capable? Uh, or, you know, whichever collaborative uh, platform you prefer, whether it's, you know, Blackboard Collaborate Ultra or GoToMeeting or WebEx or what have you. Um, and a lot of folks, and, and, you know, mine is no exception. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were able to get like in certain cases, document cameras that had a built in mic. We had, um, we had, you know, we were like looking at saying like, oh, you know, maybe we could get like a parabolic mic or something and just put it up in the corner of the auditorium or something. Like, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was thrown against the wall. Um, and I think now a lot of the manufacturers are going, oh, oh, now we do actually have to come up with, uh, with some options and everything. So I'm going to go around the room and just see, you know have your guys guys have your experiences been similar or has there been one of those like oh no we saw this coming a while back we i mean
2: we've seen it coming it's interesting to me because it's it it like many things during this pandemic it was our opportunity to show people what we do how we how we know how to help them in classrooms and audio has always been one of those that um has been a challenge, but it costs a lot of money. And so what we really learned and is actually we, we did a presentation to our board of trustees recently about what we learned in COVID. And one of the things we talked about was audio, audio, audio. And I don't care how good your video is, if you cannot hear somebody, you have, you've completely wasted the recording and wasted the Zoom call. They, uh, it, it's too, it's too dangerous. I I actually think the future of audio, especially in a classroom, is more and more about the personal devices. So whether it's a computer that somebody has is, is got a microphone that they're picking up or the um, uh, cell phone that you're talking into. Uh, it, we, I, I know we've got a long way to go there, uh, but I think that that's the future. But it doesn't surprise me that audio is going to have some um, huge resurgence here at when, when COVID is, is done or ongoing.
0: Yeah, that's uh, and this is something that uh, maybe you guys have seen this, maybe you haven't. Uh, Biamp actually acquired this company called CrowdMics. Now, if you haven't looked at this thing, uh, oh, everyone's nodding their heads. So, for the audience, uh, CrowdMics came up with an interesting concept, and that was you download this app and all, and base, and you know, obviously, you have to be on the same guest Wi-Fi in this case, or Wi-Fi, whatever. And it goes back to a, uh, little XLR output device, but basically it turns everyone's smartphone into, uh, into a, uh, mic, which, you know, in the era of COVID and everything, it's like, yeah, there you go. That's your device. I don't have to, you know, we don't have to worry about sanitizing because that's your phone. You keep that where it is. Um, I think that'll be an interesting network integration. Um, I know BiAmp is still like kind of, they're still polishing things with it and everything, but it's one of those things like I, you know, as far as when it comes to like large large auditoriums and everything, we might see like, you know, the end of folks saying, oh yeah, here, Uh, like, you know, there's still gonna be, I'm sure like a traditional, you know, handheld mic somewhere on a post somewhere. But I, I think it's gonna, you're probably going to start seeing it more often of like, you know, someone with a touch panel going, oh, you know, so-and-so, you're up next, you know, just hold your mic, you just hold your phone up or something. Uh, so, it, once again, Ernie, I saw you like nodding your head going like, this yeah. is already in, in works to be integrated, isn't this? <laughs> or at least yeah. something to that effect.
3: Uh, we've looked at it and we're considering it. Uh, but, you know, like Scott was saying, you know, audio has to be a top priority. I go back to what I heard at an Infocom presentation several years ago. Uh, Came out as a joke, but it's very serious. What do you call a video conference when the audio quits? A mime show? Over. (laughs) (laughs) I heard heard the same one, but I heard
1: as surveillance.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I've got a little bit of an advantage on audio in that two of my staff members... Traveled as front of house audio engineers with um, A-level rock and roll groups. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, they've been all over the world, so our audio is always a top priority here. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, we've we've worked on it for years. So you know, it's exciting seeing some of the new tools, seeing the new microphones, the uh, some of the kind of steerable beam array microphones. Uh, that we're seeing coming out. Uh, We've been playing with some Assurers lately. Yep. Uh, And it's promising. You know, they're not where we would like to see them yet, but they're good. But uh, we, while we don't compromise on video, we put more of an emphasis on the audio because you don't have to see the instructor in Zoom or Ultra or whatever you're using. Mm -hmm. But if you can't hear them, you know, you're...
0: You know, what's the point?
3: Yeah, what's the point? We, you know, we can uh, email you their transcript. It's better than you know, reading a, <laughs> a closed caption <laughs> on a black screen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so audio has has always been an emphasis of ours, uh, and you know, it's great seeing some of the new tools that are out there right now. It, when we're doing our town halls and we have a small audience in a large auditorium. We've quite often had runners with microphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes it easier for the camera guys to catch the right person. Yep. Uh, but now the runner has a small package of uh, cleaning wipes in one hand and the microphone in the other. You hand, it, hand the mic to someone, you get it back, you clean it. Yep. And then you clean your hands before you take it back from somebody else.
0: It's one of those things like originally um, on our side, Um, or at least are on on my campus, what we did was uh, we had gotten a couple of what were called these uh, catch boxes, which were great in terms of, you know, oh, here, oh, you want to, you know, you want to have the good audience participation here like throw it like almost like a football. Now it's like, uh, you know, until like at least another probably year from now, folks are going to say, yeah, no, keep that keep that in the back. Like, you know, (laughs) Yeah. Good idea, good, good, good concept. But you know, right now that is not the that is not the device to be doing because otherwise we're gonna have to steam it.
3: We've had the in for demo, but just you know, the rooms are big enough to justify the men. I've got too low a ceiling, so you almost have to pass them down the aisle. <laughs> we,
2: we were we were this close to implementing them right for our faculty meetings in
3: particular
2: because we were going towards this whole idea of. Everybody uses a mic all of the time. So if people have hearing uh, differences, they don't have to ask you to use a mic. So we had bought some and we were ready to implement them. And then COVID hit. And like you said, Bill, I think now it's like, no, don't pass that to me.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the advent of, uh, you know, once again, if you're Seinfeld fans. uh, Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Don't give it to me after that one. Why? They're a close talker. there we go i've i've now wedged that in uh james this is something i all right now this is something i'm i'm just kind of looking at it and and ernie touched on this earlier um shore has been putting out some good stuff um sennheiser just recently put out their team ceiling connect Two, uh and then the most random one i saw and i went oh cool and i'm going to try this out uh, and later on, me and Joe Way are gonna are, are gonna do like a little compare and contrast with this because he has Shore in his build, in his, one, a couple of his buildings. Sony actually got into the beam form, the beam mic forming uh, business, which is good and bad because y- if you guys have ever dealt with this, Sony will get into something really well, and then if they don't have the same traction that they were hoping for, they go, uh, "Yeah, no, we folded that." <laughs> Like the broadcast realm, they're not gonna mess with it, but you know, I'm looking at this going, all right, cool. And just for a, a, an example of this, the beam mic array that they're putting out, it's just a single Dante endpoint. And I think it's only like, I wanna say like 1500 bucks, something like that. And it has like a 30 foot pickup range.
1: Yeah, see, Sennheiser's one's pretty nice too. And to go on something with what Ernie was mentioning, I just saw recently a demo of Sennheiser one with the true lift mm-hmm. and that has, it's more than a beam. It's really, it locks on to your mouth. So like, even if you turn it, your head, the beam follows you. Mm-hmm. And what's nice about that is it has a pattern, like a, um, a latitude, longitude coordinate to it. So you mm-hmm. can send to a PTZ. So oh, yeah. when that yeah turns to someone else talking you can have cameras turn to that person yeah um, which is a cool feature but um my biggest problem with these ceiling mics is they're expensive like there you go yeah our job is to bring costs down mm-hmm. and all of a sudden yes the poly is there the it's a need there but are we really going to spend almost half our classroom budget putting a ceiling mic in uh, no. i mean that's my own take on this.
0: Yeah, the, the way I'm kind of viewing this stuff is, um, Sure it seems like Shore was the first out the gate with this, and then Sennheiser kind of looked at it and went, ah, okay, that's what you're doing? Okay, l- l- let's, let's go and build on this. And, you know, do I think that there's going to be competition with this, and I, do I think price will come down? Of course. Um, is everything going to be as open standard as we hope? I doubt it. Um, like just for example, like clock audio makes a, makes a, a, a ceiling mic array. Um, so does, uh, STEM, uh, and there's a couple other ones, but you know, with those, it turns into cool. Yeah. You play an R sandbox with this. Um, you know, the, the most notorious one is I, I remember, and I think Ernie, you and I were walking around, uh, Infocom a couple of years back with this Ooh. and everything. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm this is a legit already, one. This is not, the, this is not, yeah. The, no, no, no. This isn't the tap dancing shoe one. Um, no, that's a separate. That's a separate story, folks. Uh, no, in this case, we had gone over. I think we had like wandered over to Clear One, and we looked and we went, "Oh wow! Oh, this is really cool." And then we read like the the key notes in there and everything. And they're like, "Oh yeah, it h- hooks up directly to you know." I think it was like the Convergence Pro, or um, it, it was basically it had to plug directly into their DSP, which I went, "No." Oh because, and you guys can all agree on this one, um, listen, manufacturers want you to play in their sandbox. And I will say this, every manufacturer has something that they make where you look and you go, oh, that thing's bulletproof, that's awesome. There's, you know, nothing beats that. And then there's some other stuff where you look and you say, yeah, that needs to go back in the lab. And at least for me and for how my programmers do their stuff, uh we're kind of past the point of uh cross point matrixes. Now for some folks that works really well because it's you know, input here, output there, you know, set it up, there you go, there's the echo cancellation. Ta-da. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it for some folks they like the advanced algebra, some folks just like, you know, bing bing bing. I'm not I'm not knocking either. Believe me. If if uh my programmer were to leave tomorrow, it would probably take me a little bit before I got comfortable with audio architect. And I probably would say, Yeah Let's go back to the, to the audio matrix just because, I, you know, I was programming clear ones for who knows how long.
2: Bill, I actually think that that's an amazing point, though, that the other one that this article made me really think about is what does what this change in audio or the demand in better audio do for programming rooms mm-hmm. and for user interface yeah. Uh, they're 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 both very advanced things that uh, don't just change the amount of money we spend or the improved audio but how how do our teams support it going forward
0: yeah that's that's amazingly enough that was something we ended up talking with our support folks because uh, a couple of other departments have said hey oh we want to put this in here and we want things to be collaborative and this and that and we said okay sure and I started designing it and our support folks went Hey, Bill, who, who's going to support this stuff when they start doing things after hours? And I went, uh, oh, oh, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> so you, you're hitting the nail on the head very well with that one, Scott.
3: Yeah, and along with that, what we're seeing now is every device has a DSP in it. Your microphone, your preamp, your actual audio processor, and sometimes even the speakers. And sometimes even the amps and the amps. So where do you do the echo cancellation? How many times do you do it? Where do you, you know, where do you do your EQ? How many Mm -hmm. times do you do it? And, you know, we're looking at that and trying to find the best place across the board. So, you know, we're not Mm -hmm. uh, over-processing and we're not canceling out what we did earlier down the line.
1: Oh yeah. I, I, I think that kind of goes to what Bill was mentioning before Every manufacturer is trying to become that ecosystem. And as a tech person, especially coming from IT, that kind of drives me mad because I, I, will, I use like smart TVs as an example. I don't need my smart TV to be my streaming device. It's not designed for that. Let it be a display and let me handle a streaming device. Same with the DSP. Let mm-hmm. me put a DSP in to handle it. That's its job. I don't want my speakers
0: doing DSP work. <laughs> these speakers. Yeah, the, well, all right, so perfect example is this. Um, right now we're going through in our space, one of our spaces, uh, they have a WebEx uh, Codec Plus, or room kit Plus, which is like, okay, fine. Um, we already told the folks up front, they're like, oh, but you know, we want ceiling mags and this and that. And I'm like, cool, we're gonna put in a DSP along with a, a Dante bus and everything, and you know do that oh but this can do all that i'm like yeah guys uh we'd prefer to have like just the dsp do its job if anything we can set the standards we can set the controls not that i don't trust cisco but you know they're not an audio company no no bss like for us we use bss other folks who use biamp there's nothing wrong with either but you know when the company all they do is oh yeah we do audio processing we do echo we make echo cancellation algorithms it's like just let them do like like you said right let them do their job right yeah uh it's yeah it's one of those bits where i'm i'm just going to sum it up as um as more of the manufacturers seem to be as james put it, play in our sandbox or play in our ecosystem uh I will do that when they start actually accept start actually working with like completely with the actual standards. Case in point, if you yeah. want to look at this, uh, HD base T. Not every manufacturer does you know all all five flavors, and now we're going into uh, AV over IP or SDV or uh, SDVOE. However, you you know whichever camp you want to be in. I know Scott's looking at me like what, but mm-hmm. there like let's put it this way. You want me to go into your 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 sandbox? Okay, cool. Play by the actual standards then. Like make this, yeah. you know, make it kind of plug and play. I know. Oh, but but, but we'll handle it all. Yeah. Once again, yeah. there's there's yeah. stuff that we've gotten that I go. Yeah, cool.
3: Take it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we try to do the balancing act. We'd like as few different logos in a rack as possible. You know, we don't want every. You know, we don't want every piece made by somebody different. You don't want it to look like a NASCAR uh, hood? Uh, Exactly. But at the same time, you know, we want the best product for whatever we're doing, whether it's audio, video, Mm -hmm. whatever type of processing we're needing to do, power management. So like I said, we, as few brand names as we can, a few, you know, a few manufacturers in our, in a system and across campus as possible, but still get the right thing. So, you know, you, you got to find the balance there.
0: Yeah, the, the way that I, I want to try to push this with everyone is, listen, y- you are going to do what you're comfortable with. And, you know, like, for example, for us, we're mostly a Crestron house. James, uh, with his with his uh, school and everything is primarily AMX. Um, I know the fi- like, uh, my buddy, uh, um, Tim Van Wart, they went the route of here, we did Python ourselves and did our own uh, homebrew system. And there's and literally, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. It's what you're comfortable with. And that's something I think a lot of the manufacturers have to kind of, you know, the the number of them are kind of agnostic. Like if you look at like, uh, you know, uh, Epson or NEC, or, you know, Optima, that's, yeah, that's still around. Um, (laughs) But if you look at some of those manufacturers, they go, yeah, we've built this in. In fact, if I remember right, I think like Epson even has a a control four beacon built into their stuff too. you know, it, for them, it's like, here, just add this in and we're good. Uh, <clears throat> on the video and control side, yeah, I think there has to be a little bit more of, guys, just start actually setting up on a standard. Like, you know, not that I'm ever going to say, here, I've got a Crestron endpoint at this end, and I have a uh, Aurora multimedia um, uh, uh, decoder at the other end. It should be like that, but it's not. Once again, I'm going to get off my soapbox with that one. Um, Gentlemen, any uh, last uh, thoughts or words on this one? (laughs) James is just like, I'm done. (laughs) He's like, I'm done.
1: I think your soapbox basically summed it up. Fair enough.
0: Uh, That being the case, guys, I'm I'm actually going to call this one. Uh, So uh, we're going to go around the room real quick. Uh, Ernie, where can the fine folks find you at? You can find me on LinkedIn. Oh, there you go. Uh, Mr. King, where can the fine
1: folks find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, handle is AV underscore James King or LinkedIn. Oh,
0: there we go. And Mr. Tyner, where can the fine folks find you at?
2: You can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter at S Tyner and uh, over at Rave Pups.
0: Oh, there you go. Uh, I'm Bill O'Donnell. You can f- happily find me on LinkedIn or uh, periodically on Twitter, where I'm usually uh, haranguing one of, these, uh, one of these two other individuals. Um, I'm pretty easy to find on there. That being said, once again, uh, I'd like to thank everyone. And as always, this is EdTech, part of the AV Nation family of podcasts. As always, this is EdTech.